Welcome to the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. I'm your host, registered dietitian and weight loss BFF, Lauren Hubert. Growing up as a woman, I was told that you can't care about your looks, wear whatever you want, and be successful. But honey, let me give it to you real. You can have it all. I believe women can embody strength, sexuality, and power all at the same time. And in fact, I know the harder you feel, the more successful you will be. Each week, we are changing the narrative that women can be hot and successful at the same damn time and do it in a healthy way. Hey, hotties, and welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today's episode is a fun threesome for you guys because I am joined by Fit Babe Melissa and Fit Babe Anna, who are two hotties that are inside the Sorority Nutritionist, have learned my proven framework, and both have achieved the epic milestone of 10 pounds down, baby. You guys are like, stop singing, Lauren. You are not a good singer. I know, guys, but the 10 pounds down club has been something i mean if you follow me on instagram you know i talk about it all the time it's such a fun milestone especially for women who do have larger weight loss goals because as you lose weight it can feel so overwhelming to begin your journey at a heavier weight your highest weight ever and feel so insecure in your body But when you break down your weight loss goals into 10 pound intervals and you achieve that first double digit number, even if you don't see epic progress in your body and and you may have a lot more weight to lose, we have to celebrate the milestones along the way, which is why I don't want you to over celebrate, but I do want you to celebrate your milestones, your successes, your wins on your journey. And so to do exactly that and also have them share their stories when it comes to losing weight, toning up and how they were able to commit themselves to losing their first 10 pounds. I am so excited to start this episode with you guys. So it's time to dive right in. Welcome back, guys. I am here with Melissa and Anna for today's podcast episode. I am so freaking excited. And before I get too excited, I actually want them to introduce themselves because they live in different parts of the world. They, we're all actually really joking around. We're all in different time zones right now, which is kind of funny. Um, it was really, really funny scheduling this. But these two women are super inspirational and at you know really pivotal points on their weight loss journey where they both have hit and exceeded 10 pounds down, which is a huge milestone, but it's funny. I was just talking to Melissa before this, before we pressed record. And she was like, I don't even feel like I've seen success yet, even though she's 10 pounds down. I know so many of you listening to this episode aren't 10 pounds down yet. And that milestone feels like so far away. So without further ado, this episode is on all things 10 pounds down and losing your first 10. So welcome ladies. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. I love it. So let's start off first. I don't know who wants to go first, but would love for you guys to just introduce a little bit about yourself so we can know where you're from, know a little bit about your journey before starting TSN and just, we can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. I guess I'll go. So Melissa here. Um, let's see. So basically my journey, I feel like my whole life I've been on the larger end of average and then towards like the end of college, all of a sudden it was like, Hey, all of this food I'm eating and all of the fun I'm having in college really kind of crept up on me. And then that is when I started, I would say all of my crazy diets. And I did things from like starting at a thousand calories a day. And then every day decided I had to go less than that. So I ended up getting to like 300 calories a day. 
And I stuck with that. But then I realized that with 300 calories a day, you can't have anything. Like there's no food, there's nothing. You can't even have a full meal, Melissa. Oh my goodness. No, I was eating like chicken broth and cucumbers and like a beer because I was still in college. So obviously (laughs) I wanted to have the fun part. And then when I stopped that, I basically just binged completely and anything that I lost came completely back. And then I kind of started doing Weight Watchers and that worked, but it didn't work. And then after college, I did a medical diet where you only drink shakes for a while. And for four months, that was it, just liquid. And I actually did that twice and I lost a ton of weight and then I gained a ton of weight back. And then I got married. I had babies. I had two babies in two years. And then I just kind of said, no diets, no nothing. It's too hard. If I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat what the babies are eating. And then I started creeping up my weight and I got to my heaviest pregnancy weight post-pregnancy. I got to pass my heaviest pregnancy weight post-pregnancy. And then I was like, what am I doing? And so I was talking with my therapist and she was just like, you should check out the sorority nutritionist. I heard great things about her. Wait, hold up. Your therapist recommending me? I had no idea. Oh my God. Yeah. So she did. And I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is going to be for me, which is crazy. Cause I was like, so I was in a sorority in college. And so it was like, this wasn't like this crazy thing, but I was like, no, it's not going to work. But she's like, just check it out and come back to me next week and tell me what you think. And so I started following you on Instagram and I was like, no, this isn't going to work. She only helps people who don't really have weight struggles. Like I have, right. I have probably 50, 60 pounds still to lose to this day. And I was like, no, it's not going to be it. But I kept following and I was like, huh, her message seems really interesting though, because it's not a diet as much as it's like teaching me how to eat properly. And I think that was always my biggest issue was I have a bad relationship with food. I didn't know how to eat. And then when I started with only eating when my kids eat, I started eating the chicken nuggets with them. And I started eating all of that. And I wasn't eating foods that were maybe nutritious and we were going out to dinner a lot and whatnot. And so then I finally decided, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I saw on your webpage when I was going to go sign up, it was like, you need to be serious. And so I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm serious. So then I paused. And between the time that I thought about doing it and signing up, I think I gained like five more pounds. So then I was at my all time, all time heaviest and not happy. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Cause one day I was sitting in the chair with my kids and I was like, they don't really fit on my lap anymore. And I was like, this isn't great. Like I need to do something. And so I started and for some reason something clicked and here I am now. And I'm, yeah, and I'm like 14 and a half pounds down now, which is, I'm super excited about because I think I mentioned like in one of our weekly check-ins that, you know, it's only been like 90 days or whatnot, where it's like, it's not really that long as far as to be this way down. So I don't know, but that's kind of, I guess that's kind of my story. Just, you know, just had a bad relationship with food and then having kids, I just kind of let every diet go. I wasn't even trying any longer because I went from extreme eat nothings to complete opposite. There was like no middle ground for me. Yeah. It was so all or nothing is what I'm hearing. And I'm just sitting here like shook. I'm shooketh guys. The story is so epic and so motivational to think Melissa was like, I don't even know if my story it's almost like good enough, right? Cause you were like, I'm not at my end goal yet. And I have more to lose, but 
I know like this is just so inspirational. I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Switching gears. Anna, I want to hear a little bit more about you. So can you share your story with our listeners so we can learn a little bit more about you and your, your situation? Yeah. Okay. So I think my story is a little different because I, I was super athletic kid, like from seven to 16, I played sports four times a week and like football and then hockey, like during the winter and summer. Um, but at 16, I just completely stopped working out. And for health reasons, I had to take this medicine with a rare side effect of not feeling hunger. So I lost like 50 pounds. And I did this, you know, the BMI, and it was at 16. And I've heard that's not good at all. Um, and I think since then, after I stopped taking it, and I saw the scale just going up from like the lowest, lowest weight I've been, it gives you such insane body dysmorphia. Like I knew logically I'm at, like it's a healthy weight, but just seeing that it's just, yeah. So um, the scale just weighing myself was such a huge trigger. So I haven't actually done diets because I knew that if I stepped on a scale, I would spiral like completely and it would just, yeah, make me feel really, really bad. And then I saw you on Instagram and I just lurked there for a while. I started tracking calories, just not seriously, but you know, a little. And I noticed that I would always be around 900 to 1,400. And I'm tall, I'm like 5'10". And I work out four times a week, but I still have like, you know, a little fluff. And I've been tired for like 10 years. And since I started eating correctly after joining, I'm not tired anymore. And I weigh myself every day. So just this whole thing for me, it's not, it's not only physical it's such a huge like mental step like I can weigh myself I can see my weight going up and down and not freak out and I realized I had this healthy relationship to food because I'd see like oh 300 calories no that's too much like that's too much for a for a meal I didn't know anything about it and I've I think I once like and that's like they would help you calculate kind of like TSN but then they gave you this just saying, you need to eat this, this, and this. Also, buy from our webpage. Um, and that obviously didn't work. And that's why I was super hesitant on joining you know, your program. But then after thinking about it for a long time, I was like, okay, I need to see how much I weigh right now. And it was like all time heaviest. And I was like, yeah, this it's not good. I'm not comfortable in how I look and that's what I want. I'm not saying I have to, you know, be thin and super toned and all of that. I just want to feel good in myself. You just want to feel happy. You want to feel confident. You just want to feel good. And I think, and, you know, choosing you guys for this episode and being able to share your stories, which are so resonating with other women 
you both actually have something in common, even though your stories are so different. And guess what that is being at your all time heaviest weight. And I would say probably the lowest part of your self-confidence ever is, is really what I'm gathering from your stories. And what's so epic about that is you could be at your heaviest, most insecure point in your life. And you guys are, you know, not at your end goal yet necessarily. Right. But you've made more progress in the past 90 days, as Melissa said, compared to what you've done over years of your life. And it isn't as much as I'm like, yay, TSN, like you guys put in the work and it just really shows how like you can know a lot about nutrition or follow different programs and things, but like you truly have to get to the root of your weight struggles and what's going on with you. And what's going to really fit your life and make you happy. Um, and that's where you're going to be able to lose your first 10 pounds. So when you guys first began your journey, what was initially the hardest struggle that you guys faced? I think for me, the hardest struggle was kind of getting over my past dieting mentality. Cause like I had said, I either did all or nothing. It was either I was restricting so far that I wasn't really eating foods where I can't live like that but it was the only way I knew how to lose weight. My calorie range is a 19 to 2100. So that helps, I think a lot for me with kind of figuring it out, but I have 19 to 2100 calories and I was having breakfast and it got to be 150 calories. And I was freaking out that I wasn't going to have enough calories for the day, which is crazy because there was still 1900 plus calories I could have for the day. So it was kind of getting over that mindset of actually allowing myself to eat but then also allowing myself to eat things like bread and not feeling bad, or, you know, I'm going to have maybe a chicken nugget with my kids because I just don't have time, but you know, it's not the healthiest food, but right now I just need to get my calories in check. And that was kind of, I think for me, the struggle at the beginning was really being okay with eating foods and not withholding so much. Cause I was ending the days at eating maybe 1400 calories, which might be enough for someone but for my calculated range, that was way below and I was starving. I was getting lightheaded. And so getting over that mindset of kind of the all or nothing really helped me. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm drawing connections from the energy piece to what Anna said before too, like you're fueling your body. So you feel your best. And in addition to that, you were prioritizing what was most important for you at the time. Yes, of course you eating a chicken nugget every single day. I mean, we can make that fit. We also want to have some other nourishing foods in there as part of like your total balance. But for some women, just simplifying it to how many calories do you need to eat? Oftentimes that's what you really need to focus on first before you just focus on healthy eating for weight loss, being like, you have to eat the most healthy, nourishing green smoothie salad situations. Every time you're choosing a food, right? Like you can make that chicken nugget fit. And honestly, sometimes making it fit can actually help you just stay on track and prevent binging and overeating in the first place because you're actually just fueling yourself. Right. Yeah. And I think also with that is giving up for me, at least it was giving up the like if I would have done like a different diet and I had a chicken nugget, I would have spiraled out of curl. Like, Oh my God, I had a chicken nugget. And now I am a horrible person and I need to just eat all the crap food because I just had one chicken nugget. And it's like one chicken nugget isn't as bad as eating a pizza plus a chicken nugget, plus a pint of ice cream. Like it's so different where I feel like before I would have spiraled down, but I don't feel the shame of eating maybe something that wasn't as good. I just track it and I move on. And I think with that, it's helped me also realize that 
you know, no food is really bad, but let's make a better decision. Like if I have a nice chicken breast, I'm going to feel a lot better than if I have a chicken nugget, but sometimes it doesn't fit in to stop, tell my two children to go wait while I cook a nice meal. Sometimes I just have to kind of move on, but it, it helps me move on and not have the chicken nugget weighing over me. So there's days my kids eat something that I'm like, I love it, but I'm not going to eat it. I don't need it. And that that's helped so much too. just taking the power away from the food and back to myself. Oh, I love that. Oh, that is a good quote. I love that. And I also, what, what I'm really thinking about with your story too, is when you overcome that dieting mindset, you may crave something that you consider healthy, that you were so forcing yourself to eat before when you were like really trying hard to lose weight with that all or nothing mentality. And sometimes you will organically just say no to a fun food, right? Like we always talk about, yes, include the fun food, but what about this conversation about being really balanced with all of your food choices and knowing when to kind of pick and choose your indulgences. You can't do that if you're in the all or nothing dieting mindset, right? So it's kind of like, once again, you have to get to this root, that theme I keep talking about, get to the root of your struggles. And for you, it was definitely breaking down that all or nothing mindset. Anna, talk to us about if you experienced anything of like the all or nothing mindset or like whatever struggles you first started off TSN with. I think it's just like getting the calories right. Because as I mentioned before, I used to eat quite inconsistently and very low calories, like the calorie range. And I wasn't hungry, so I thought it was fine. But then since joining TSM, I realized it's not fine. And now I have a bunch of energy and, you know, all of that. But it's a lot, like, I agree a lot with what uh, Melissa said, like, it's taking back the power and kind of changing your mindset, being like, okay, I don't have to avoid this. I just have to make it fit. It's okay if I slip up. It's okay if I go my my range because the next meal, like focus on that. And I think I have this huge problem with that. Like if I would mess up, I would be like, well, there goes that diet. Yeah, that obviously didn't work. But yeah, since joining, it's like, oh, okay. This is actually okay to eat. And I think that mentality was like the biggest hurdle for me to get over. Yeah. And I think when we talk about all or nothing mentality with dieting and honestly, what you guys are sharing with us today, it's so funny when you really think about slipping up or like making a mistake dieting, right? Like you have this expectation of how you should eat. And because of human nature and because of, you know, various different reasons, say we don't hundred percent stick to the plan. Right. And, you know, whoever sticks hundred percent to any plan, let's be real guys. There's always a little bit of a curveball thrown in everywhere, but, um, especially with you guys, you know, sticking to other diets, not being successful, the slip-ups in the past for you, honestly, how I view slip-ups is more of a mindset hurdle versus you actually like messing up your plan. And I think that's that realization that you guys had, like it was more your response after to slipping up, like the chicken tender example that we have the chicken nugget, right? You have one of your kids, chicken nuggets, Melissa. And guess what? Like it was the after of you making the decision. Okay, well, I'm going to have ice cream. I'm going to have pizza. I'm going to have fries. I'm just going to get completely off the rails because I had that one chicken nugget. But when you say it like this, you realize, wow, I really wasn't off track. I was causing myself to get more off track and almost causing more. I was causing more of an issue than if I just actually just 
continued trying to do the best I could every day and every meal. And I think what I'm hearing from you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just this mindset of your next meal, your next food choice. How can we just try to make the best choice every time we're presented? But notice how I said the best choice. I didn't say the perfect choice. I didn't say never make a mistake. I said the best choice because you can't be being the best doesn't mean being perfect. Being the best means being consistent and just doing the best that you can. Right. And this kind of brings me to my next question for you guys. So a lot of the women in that I asked on my Instagram story questions about, they were really curious about what you guys like specifically did. Now, obviously I know you guys were tracking your calories, focusing on weekly averages. I mean, doing all the things within TSN, but many of these women also asked about exercise and I have women who lose weight exercising. I have women who lose weight literally without ever stepping foot in a gym and even going on a walk at times. And it depends on where you start at, but talk to me about during your 10 pounds of weight loss, your first initial 10 pounds, did you guys exercise? And if so, what did you do? Um, so no, I didn't exercise at all. I think I was so far off the rails with my eating that I was like, I have to get the calories and point. I mean, I have two toddlers, they're four and two. So I chase after them all day long and we'll go on walks. I live in California. So it's been nice since I joined in January. So we go on walks around the neighborhood and whatnot, but I'm pushing a stroller. I'm walking two miles in like 45 minutes. So this isn't super hard to do better than that. No, I I didn't do anything. I'm going to start now, but not yet. I love that. And, you know, I think so often dieting, it's like, we got to go zero to a hundred overnight. We got to get a gym membership. We have to go to cycling class. We have to go walking. We have to do all the things. Oh, and we also have to change our diet where it's like, well, if your diet is a hot mess express, what if we literally focused on one thing at a time? And for you, Melissa, at first, I know you said it was literally just the calories. And guess what? You can lose 14 pounds just focusing on calories. If you relate to Melissa, if you just focus on what's most important, what's going to give you the biggest results. But of course, that's also balancing out the fact that, you know, you do want to get more active and it's like, it's not like you're not prioritizing yourself by not being active at first. It's just being strategic is really what you were doing. I love it. Um, Anna, I know you came from a very athletic background. Talk to us about your exercise routine. So before joining, I was actually working out four times a week. I'm doing like aerial silks, which is gymnastics in the air. Like you hang from two big fabrics. So it's, yeah. it's not Wait. lifting. I totally remember when you did your initial calories in the membership. Yeah. I was like, this girl is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. I am so not flexible like that. Let me tell you. Honestly, you need a lot of strength because like they're, the silks are moving and you have to you know, lift yourself up. And so I'd say I was pretty strong and had like, I wasn't the strongest, don't get me wrong, but like I had muscles. I did. So I didn't start out from zero. So I kept up with those four times a week, uh, but I added walks. So the days I wouldn't go doing silks, I was just taking long walks, like getting steps in, that kind of stuff. Not much change, just adding walks, being more active, basically. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so you stuck to what you normally did, which were your normal, easy habits. And I mean, obviously, as we move forward, you guys know, I'm like a very, I'm very pro strength training and more like traditional working out of like, you're trying to build a certain amount of muscle mass or whatever it could be. But it's so it's so great to also hear that you stuck to what you normally did and you up leveled it a little bit by more walking. But I think the greatest thing we're getting from both of your answers is this fact that you don't have to do some crazy exercise routine to be able to lose weight. Cause I know that is such a myth with women out there. I mean, heck I used to literally just rely on exercise. If I was trying to lose weight, it was like, Oh, you want to lose weight? Like, yeah, of course, you know, food matters. But I was like, let's go running every day and let's try to aim for like 10 miles. Like who the hell one has time for that. And secondly, like, that's just like a lot of effort. And it's like, <laughs> it's actually easier to put less effort in the gym and more in your diet, not trying to make all y'all lazy out there, but it's easier actually when you focus on food, because it's kind of less work at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I, I don't see myself ever honestly going to the gym lifting because like, I don't have the discipline to be completely honest. I don't have the discipline. And that's actually something I've been thinking of like do I have to do this to like tone up or is me lifting my body weight four times a week enough so hopefully it works we'll see maybe I have to go to the gym I think for me I'm actually excited to kind of start the next part of my journey where I'm going to start incorporating more exercise and figuring it out and now that some of the COVID stuff is being lifted there's going to be more options and I'm going to have some time where my kids will be in school. And so I don't have time to myself where I can go and do stuff. And I'm going to figure out how, cause I used to, before kids, I used to do Pilates five days a week for like two hours a day. And I loved it. And so I know I can do it. I just have to find the thing that I like. And I think knowing that I'm going to do that now, the same way I'm kind of working on getting my plate in order now where I didn't in the past, I just kind of, I couldn't do it all. I knew I was going to fail if I were to start working out, if I was to start, you know, tracking my calories and getting that in check. So I just, I took the workout off the plate. I just allowed myself to ignore it, but now I'm going to do it. And now I'm excited to do it and to figure out like what I like and where I'm going to do. And although the eight week challenge is over, I'm going to actually go back and do that because why not? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said fun and like finding the happiness again with fitness, because Although I know there's so much messaging out there, yes, for my page ladies about strength training, and I'm like literally shoving it down your throat at the same time, like above when you're talking about like the perfect weight loss program for exercising and like how to get the most results from it, like the number one priority that you guys need to have when losing your first 10 pounds is having fun. And guess what? Even that next 10 pounds to get 20 pounds down or whatever your goal is long-term, like that next 10, that next five, that, that next shedding of the fat that you're going to see on the, on the scale and in progress photos that comes from having fun. And when I say having fun, we often think of having fun with food and like literally eating fun foods, right? But what about finding the fun in fitness and moving your body and like finding fun in like the excitement of your journey. And that's what I'm hearing for you guys. I know we're strictly talking about exercise, but why you guys were successful, whether you recognize it or not, is because this 
doesn't feel like a chore. I mean, of course, sometimes it does take discipline. And I know Anna, you're like, I'm not disciplined. You're a little bit disciplined if you've made it this far, honey. Um, you may not be hyper disciplined, right? But you don't have to be so cutthroat disciplined going to the gym at 4:30 in the morning every day. It's like, how can we get moving when it fits our schedule and make it fun? And that's what's going to yield the results for you guys and everyone out there. So I know Anna said she's not very disciplined, which is funny because obviously if you're here, you have a little bit of discipline deep down in your soul somewhere. Motivation is also a topic that comes up when we think about discipline. How did you guys stay motivated as you were getting closer to 10 pounds down? And I'm honestly just curious where you guys find motivation, because sometimes it can be really hard to be motivated, especially when you are starting off with like, honestly, all the, all the odds against you, heaviest weight, feeling insecure, failed a bajillion diets before feeling like you so scared to even go on the scale, right? All these things. Where did you guys find motivation? For me, it was to be completely honest, desperation, stubbornness. It was like, I am really stubborn. First, when I initially started, I was like, this needs to happen. Like I need to show up for myself and I need to do this. I need to go all in. Otherwise, it will never work. Then when I actually started seeing some progress, and I mean, it kind of plateaued at week four, and I listened to your podcast, and I was like, we're doing this, we're, we're doing this now. And then it was just pure stubbornness. And then looking through the, like, I think that's so important to look through the, the like, tracker that you get, where you, like, I can see my weight going down. Like, there's a pattern. We just need to stick to it. Stubbornness. I love that you found motivation, not just through the stubbornness of I'm going to achieve the goddamn goal, but also like looking at the data. I know I'm like always like numbers, data, calories, track your weights, like all these things. And that's why I have progress tracker for you guys. But literally looking at those weights, like it actually showed you something I think is so important because we're talking about how to lose your first 10 pounds. Like that's the topic of today's episode, ladies. And guess what? For all of you guys listening to this, if you're not looking at your data, heck no, you're not going to adjust your calories. But guess what? When you see your weight going down, it's that consistency of what you did that you need to keep doing. Like we think weight loss has some like special powder, special pill, like some special thing that we just haven't figured out. But real talk, it's like doing what works. And like consistency is not sexy in any capacity, but to get sexy, you got to be consistent. And it's doing the same thing literally over and over and over again because it works. And that's exactly what you're saying with this progress tracker. So I'm here for it, Anna. I think for me, my motivation kind of stemmed from a couple different things. Probably one was just my kids. I don't want them to struggle with weight, but I also don't want them to like see all these diets that other people are doing and think that that's the way to do it. Cause I mean, I have a daughter, I don't want her to, you know, think that she can't eat bread or she can't do this. And so I wanted to kind of get myself to a place where I felt comfortable with how I'm just eating and being a good example for her. But then also I wanted to feel better about myself. I'm going to be free this year. I'm not excited about that. So let's kind of, you know, do something for me. That's good. And I've kind of mom martyred myself for so many years now that I needed something back. And so I got the motivation from just wanting to do something for me and kind of put myself first and taking control over the things that I can have control over. But really, I mean, I think my kids were the main motivation for me to start and then continuing. I mean, yeah, it's great to seeing the scale go down, but more than that, like I was trying new recipes and 
you know, I was starting to feel better about myself or, you know, putting on that pair of pants that I was like, Ooh, these aren't feeling so good. And all of a sudden like, Oh, I can get these on. Like that's really good. Or I have a shirt I bought right before COVID that I was like, I'm going to wear this to go wine tasting. Cause I live by a bunch of wineries and like, it didn't really fit great. And so I've been kind of putting that on every week just to see if it fits. And I'm like, Oh, it fits. And I was thinking about wearing it today, but then I was like, wait, no, I'm taking care of my kids. They're definitely going to throw something on me. I'm not going to wear a nice shirt. Wait. Oh my God, Melissa, you should have wore it to the podcast recording. <laughs> I, I, I should have, but I was just imagining the paint that was being thrown at me earlier today, but I did try it on. So I know it fits and, you know, I can wear it now. And it's interesting because I don't necessarily feel like if I look in a picture, I feel different, but I'm like, I have to look different because my clothes fit differently. And, you know, things are looser where they didn't fit before, or they were a little snug here and now they're not. And I mean, those sorts of things are super motivational for me. And I mean, I have a lot more weight to lose and I don't even know kind of where the end of the journey will be. So it's the motivation from everything that's not scale related right now that I am going for, and I am using to kind of propel myself forward and knowing that I'm not doing this only just to lose weight. I'm doing this to get a good relationship with food and kind of having that in the back of my mindset. And then some days when I'm feeling down and not feeling great, I go and I listen to one of your podcasts, or I sometimes think like, what would Lauren tell me right now? If she was like sitting here having a drink with me and it's always like, Oh, Lauren would probably tell me like, just move on, enjoy it. Let's go have fun. And then keep going, show up for yourself. And so like that helps kind of get me back on track when I'm having a moment or I hit 10 pounds down. And then I was like, Woo, I hit 10 pounds down. And then I was like, wait, I hit 10 pounds down, but I have 50 or so more to go. Why am I celebrating right now? Ooh. Ooh. And that's something to unpack there. I like that because a lot of women, I mean, we, even before this recording, we were all talking before I pressed record and we were talking about this idea of like, seeing success, but being like, Oh, like, I'm not really where I want to be yet. Like, should I be celebrating this? Like, no joke. Like, I'm sure the thought went through Anna's mind as well, but I know, especially for you, Melissa, you were like, wait, you want me to be on the podcast? Like I've lost 10 pounds. Like, is that enough to be on the podcast? But it's like, that's the, the thing with weight loss is sometimes we don't realize our success because like, we're comparing it to like these before and after pictures you see everywhere on the internet. I know I post before and after pictures as well. I think they're a great way to celebrate, but we're constantly comparing our journey to someone else's or where like, we kind of think that we should be at the end instead of celebrating where we're at now. And what's so amazing with everything that you shared, Melissa, you started your journey. Yes. Wanting the weight loss on the scale and you still want the weight loss on the scale, but it's evolved into such a bigger why because of your children, because of how you want to feel, because of how you want food to just be easy for you, for you not to feel like you're always fighting against your body, fighting against your weight. And that goes so much deeper than, Oh, I want to see one pound of weight loss this week. Right. And it's funny how many women join TSN and many different programs for those superficial reasons of, I want to be hot. I want to look good. I just want to like feel this way in clothing, but it, it sounds superficial, but real talk, it isn't superficial because it really is something bigger, deeper down. And what I'm hearing for both of you guys is that that deeper down reason is what keeps you motivated because that superficial, just seeing weight loss on the scale 
reality check, it's not going to happen every week. Some weeks are going to be a maintenance week and a little more fun. Some weeks you're going to be working as hard as you can ever. And guess what? You're not going to see weight loss on the scale. And no, that doesn't mean you're a failure. That means you need to have a bigger why. So you don't get affected by that scale, not being immediately where you want it to be right when you're putting in work. Um, and that's what full circle gets you really consistent. Like Anna was talking about, that's how you build consistency. So to wrap up, I want to ask you guys about how many diets you've been on before. And I know Melissa talked about it a little bit. I know Anna did as well, but with the diets you've been on before, how many attempts have you guys had at weight loss? That's a question I get from so many women when I do interviews. And especially for this interview, um, they ask, cause they always love hearing about it because I have had a, re- a weird and large influx of women, honestly, feeling really shameful for how often they have dieted and how frustrated it is that weight loss and and food seems so easy for other people. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's your entire family. And you feel like the outcast where like food just doesn't come easy for you. And it honestly, a lot of women out there, I know feel very shameful that like, they just can't get their diet. Right. So how many times do you feel like you guys have attempted weight loss? And also have you ever felt this way before as well? Um, I've, I mean, I've had done a lot of variety of diets, but I've definitely done the same thing over and over and over again on multiple occasions where I'd say I probably have done Weight Watchers five or six times in different time periods. And I stick with it. I lose five to 10 pounds and then I stop completely because I didn't actually learn anything. And then I gain 15 to 20 pounds. So it's kind of done that. I've done that super strict calorie restricting diets where, you know, I'm eating 300 calories a day and trying to always better myself every day and didn't learn anything there either. Cause I just learned to not eat food as opposed to how to actually do it. And I did the medical weight loss diet two times where, I mean, that works great, but not if you don't learn how to live your life afterwards. And so I think for me, it's like, I'm trying all these things and nothing's working, but I'm not actually trying anything. I'm just doing something for a little bit of time and then I'm giving up and moving on. And so, I mean, so I've definitely probably would say I've spent the good portion of my life between 20 and 40 or almost 40. Let's not age myself here. Um, you know, on a diet of some sort or on no diet whatsoever. It's kind of that, again, that's that all or nothing for me. Like, I just can't seem to figure out the middle ground. And I think that's where it's like, I see some of my friends and I'm just like, before it's like, how did you pass up that cookie? Or how did you make this choice? And we went out to dinner where it's like, it seemed to come naturally to them. And for me, it's like, if I'm out to dinner, I need to eat the most amazing food ever where that's never the lower calorie option. I'm always going for like the, Oh, the menu says this has a thousand or so calories. That's okay. Whatever it tastes yummy. I'm going to eat it where I'm like, I'm seeing my friends making different choices and switches. And I guess at that time, like it never really dawned on me. Like I can do this too. And I can still enjoy eating out with their mindset. And so I think for me, it was kind of that, like maybe not the diets per se that I'm like, why is the diet working for them? But it's just how they were living and how they were being. It seems so easy where for me, I'm like going on all these diets and nothing's working. Yeah. And it's almost like you feel envious. I mean, I felt that way too. When like growing up with certain girls or even in college, like how do they look like that? And it feels so flawless for them. Like, it's almost like you hate to admit it, but you're like having resentment towards it, but you really take a deeper look when like you really assess what's going on with you and you realize, Oh wow. Like I was, I was literally 
I view it like a riptide or like a rip cart. It's riptide. I think that's the right word. Right. When like, you're supposed to like go with the riptide in the water. Right. Because you can't really fight against it. And like, we're constantly as women fighting against our bodies dieting when it's like, okay, we need to like, right now it sucks. We're at a weight we don't like, or we don't like our body, how it looks, but we need to like ride it out for a moment until it simmers down. And we break that all or nothing mindset for us to then pursue weight loss and, and dieting in, in the right way. But we're, we're constantly like fighting that riptide and it's like, you're not getting anywhere because you're just fighting yourself the whole time on these programs. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I saw people like, especially like when I was in college, I'm going out and we're partying and we're having fun. And yet, like, for some reason I'm getting weight and they're not getting weight. And I wasn't looking at, I think maybe the whole picture. And I think sometimes when you see things, you're not seeing the whole picture of like how people are living every day and what they're doing and what they're not doing. And I think a lot of times, like when I saw other people's diets and even when I like look at other people, I don't actually don't follow anybody else on Instagram as far as weight loss is concerned. Cause I'm just like, Oh my God, that sounds crazy. But it's just like, you only see this little snapshot of what people are doing and you don't see everything else. And it's so easy to, at least for me, it's so easy to be like, Oh, I'm envious. I want to be exactly like that person. I want to do this, but you know, I'm not getting it all. And with my diets that I tried in the past, I think even the people that were doing better than me, like I, when I was doing the medical weight loss diet, there was one week I lost eight pounds in the week, which obviously is just water week, but then someone else lost nine pounds and I felt like a failure. I mean, these are really high numbers and both of them are, I mean, probably not healthy if I think about it now, but it was like just being envious of other people's success wasn't actually helpful to me. It wasn't helping me. I love that so much. Anna, do you ever experience that comparison? Comparisonitis is really what it is. It's like a disease um, and you're constantly comparing yourself and it just ends up sabotaging you. Absolutely. Look, it's, I think I used to do it more. But since I started doing the workouts I'm doing now, everyone is very, very, like, they tell you from the beginning, like, this is your journey. Don't compare yourself to the next person because you don't know their background. And I think that's just kind of stuck with me through this too. Uh, but I think it's a mindset you have to get out of. Because once you do, it's easier to celebrate yourself, if that makes sense. Be like, like you, Melissa. Yeah, I'm down eight pounds. And then, you know, that's amazing. I mean, obviously not that diet, but, you know. So I, I don't think with TSN that I've struggled with that. But it's definitely, you know, you're 10 pounds down. And then you see someone start at the same time as you. Like, of course, I get like ah, this person is, I don't know, 15 pounds down. So I'm doing something wrong. Like I have those thoughts, but if I'm having good days, I can push them aside. So, and if not, I just listen to your podcast and Instagram stories because they're inspiring. And then it's like, okay, there's, it's the energy I need. Find the fun, find the energy, find the hype girl to be in your corner and find the hype girl within you is really what I'm hearing. I love it. And to wrap things up, ladies, any last bit of pieces of advice for listeners out there who are trying to lose their first 10 pounds and they have not achieved that first 10 pounds down and are dying to do it, but they're struggling with motivation. What would you say to them? Go. I think I would say look at the progress tracker. Like you're going to see a pattern eventually. You're going to see calorie intake, steps, weight. There is a pattern in there. And 
if you don't have the motivation, if you're plateauing like I was at week four, listen to episode 14 of the TSN podcast. That got me through it. And then just go through all of Lauren's stories on Instagram to get the like extra energy you need in your life. That, that's no, because you were talking and saying like literally week four to six, it's going to be the hardest. In the beginning, you have this motivation to do it. And then it's kind of going to like, go down like I had so close to giving up and then I was just okay listening to that podcast and I was like yeah use the TSN like community the membership it's so amazing getting the support from other women like I don't know how often I've looked through the struggle thread like it's amazing because there is someone who's going through the exact same thing as you you're not alone this is normal and you're not a failure I love it any last bits of advice Melissa Um, I would say to simplify it. I know with all the past diets I've done, I've made it so complicated that it wasn't doable. So I would say kind of simplify it, take a look, take a step back. Maybe, you know, if you're not, if you're plateauing or if you're not even able to lose the weight or you're just starting out, you know, figure out your calories and just try to meet them and see kind of where you're at. And are you getting hungry in the morning? Maybe eat more in the morning than you do at the end of the day. Or, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you need to have a snack because that's just what you'd like to do, figure out a way to make that work into your calories and kind of adjust it there and then figure out your motivation. And I would say figure out the motivation that's not weight related, that's not scale related. Because if you're wanting to lose weight, you there has to be some other reason than an actual number on the scale. I mean, maybe it's how you look in a bathing suit, maybe it's for your kids, but figure that one out because that's going to help you kind of keep your focus so you can continue along. And know that I can continue doing this. I don't feel like the second I I actually feel now that I'll keep it off. And I think it's because I didn't overcomplicate things. I didn't think this food is bad to eat or this food is good to eat. I've taken the power away from that, put it back into myself. And I think that's kind of what people need to do is just kind of realize why you're doing it. And it's, it's for yourself, regardless if it's for vanity or not, but it's not for a specific number on the scale. I love that keep it simple and look at the numbers things I love to say every day. And you guys just took the words out of my mouth and said it so eloquently. I love it. Thank you guys for being on and thank you guys for sharing your stories. Thank you. Thank you.